that's why you should always check the bargain bins. What is going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and bailers to learn how to rock more and suck less in Atlanta, Georgia. I am Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, from the bottom of the bargain bin, Dan Ray. Oof. Oof. So we, uh, we're doing something we haven't done before. We've, we've done this in varying iterations uh, in times past, but we are actually streaming this week's episode live on Twitch. Yeah. Which we have not done before. And I, I gotta uh, say, I'm like not a Twitch guy in particular. I, I'm I'm aware of it from sort of the existence of it from gaming, but I've never been on it. Or this is my first time appearing on Twitch. So look at us. Hey. <laughs> so yeah, we're you know we're always trying new things, try to find interesting ways to engage with folks that may not know what we are all about, and maybe this is a way to do that. Who knows? Yeah, we don't. Maybe it's not, but we don't know. Exactly. Uh, how's it been going? Good. It's been uh, uh, kind of a quiet week music-wise. We played that first gig, and I've been cutting and pasting and doing surgery on video ever since, and some of it's pretty good, and some of it's pretty hilarious. And uh, uh, yeah, work's been kind of, um, you know, I work for a company that's, I, I live in Eastern time, and the company I work for is Indeed. in Pacific time. And so today, for instance, I had uh, quite a long day. My last meeting ended about 20 minutes ago. Yeah, I was on my second margarita by the time you wrapped yeah, up. Yeah, it was a it was a long one, but uh, but it's all right. That's rare, but uh, but I'm a little beaten. I'm here. I'm here to tell you. I'm I'm I'm. This is maybe my last Zoom call of the day uh, right here that you and no, I are on. That's uh, oh yeah. man, I yeah. that's I hadn't even thought about that. No, it's it. I'm I'm having more fun on this one than. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of a Bindance Munset, Bindance Munset. <laughs> Uh, I did end up, uh, I know you are a big fan of the, uh, of the stream deck and, uh, yes. Adorama did a deal where they were doing the stream deck XL for $99. Whoa, I missed it. I would have done yeah. that. Dang. I ended up paying one fifty for it, but I did have a screenshot of the $99 price tag and like hit their customer service up and I'm trying to see if they'll give me a little, a little kickback for, yeah. uh, for my trouble. Sure. What is it? Remember what it goes for full price? Two fifty. Yeah. Deal. It's a sizable discount. Yeah. And the and the software that my company makes, we actually just released a Stream Deck plugin, Sweet. so it's perfect. It's a work. It's work related. Yeah, exactly. Everything is. It's a write off. Everything we're doing is a write off. This is a write off right now. I'm writing it off as we speak. In uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, so other than you know uh, doing video editing, you've been very busy in the graphic design department is that i have would you agree i have i have yeah so um you know for my for my um any of my projects i've had stickers it's been a thing stickers and they're mm -hmm. they're, they're a giveaway that sits next to the tip hat and goose's tipping and engagement and my shtick with them is like uh one of two things either stick that somewhere cool or or i announce them from the front hey anybody to stickers they're right over here i have stickers i have all kinds of stickers they're free of charge and they're next to the tip hat, mm -hmm. which everyone like, oh, like they get it. Um, and it works. And I give away stickers yeah. and I get pretty good tips for it. And um, so I was just thinking it's been, it's been a minute since I did a, a redesign and a new style of sticker and a new thing. And um, on Facebook two days ago, my dear friend, Diane, uh, who became a dear friend when she was sitting in a bar that I was playing a solo acoustic show at. And I saw that she was wearing a tie-dyed Grateful Dead t-shirt. And so I pulled out Scarlet Begonias. Um, and, it, you know, the, sh the, the show turned into a 
conversation between her and me, basically, which has continued for the last three years. Um, and she comes to everything I do, and she's just a massive supporter. She uses the word fan. I'm not entirely comfortable having fans for some reason. I don't know. We can dig into that some other time. But um, but she calls herself my biggest fan. And um, anyway, so she posted on Facebook the comment she made about going to that bar that night and like how we met that night. It was pretty cool. So in response, I kind of told the story from my perspective. And at one point I said, you know, being the sonic wallpaper as I was until she turned up is par for the course for a taproom troubadour like me. And I was like, ah, taproom troubadour. That's pretty good. And so I started making a sticker design that combined a beer glass and music themed things. And I found a design that had like a, like a, a cocktail glass, like a martini glass with a, a note as like the olive on a stick, which is pretty yep. good. But that was like tap room though. So I replaced that with a, a pint glass and that was neat, neat looking, but it didn't quite, it didn't make as much sense as a martini glass. And so yep. anyway, I, I tried a few iterations of this and finally posted a couple of them into the Patreon Slack um, where it, yeah, everybody had, everybody had, um, thoughts and opinions and uh, listen, yeah, you know, we, we have pretty spirited conversations in that group. It's true. Barely regularly. This was like on another level. It was, it was, it was, it truly was. Yeah. And, um, what we landed on was it, it, so this is, this is like, this is branding one Oh one. We started with a pretty good idea. Mm-hmm. And it got picked apart and it got picked apart and picked apart and picked apart. Yep. And then we went with totally different direction and we went down a, a totally different pathway. And by the end of the day, we circled right back to right. the original thought. Yeah. And that was the one we ended up going yeah. with. Yeah, The original thought just needed color. That's really what it came down to. It really I was. was. So in- he said one of them was a, it was the the appearance of a pint glass with an acoustic guitar on the inside of it. And I said, I don't know. Is this a jail cell for ping pong balls? Yeah, my, because my daughter said it looked in, like a one-eyed robot. Yeah, in silhouette, it it was not quite as clear. No. Now, as a guitar player, I could be like, "This is a guitar," but I don't know if that would have, uh, you know, for just some geek off the street, if they had actually yeah. like seen that and gone, "That's what this is." I don't, I'm not sure if that would have translated. However, uh, once we looked at the version with color is like, oh well we you should have done that. i should have done that to begin <laughs> with yeah visually. i was doing it in like different shades of blue for some reason i don't know because like the stock art that i started with was blue so i was kind of it's frozen, kind of frozen there but i turned the background that blue kind of a grayish light blue and then the body of the beer glass guitar i turned a kind of a yellowish beer and guitar wood colored and boom yeah. the thing just suddenly pops it's it's perfectly perfectly great um, yeah, it's it was it was very interesting, and I mean, I was like, I was in my like graphics program, like trying to come up with iterations yeah, to like, yeah. yes, and the process, and uh, it was just it yeah. was a uh, quite a, quite a uh, quite an experience. Yep. Anyway, so that, and then one that is a pretty stark, um, sort of just line art martini glass with a red musical, like an eighth note, kind of lounging in it. Um, uh, in which tap room obviously doesn't work for that, so I turned that one to right. bar room balladeer. There you go. Also very good. And so those stickers have ordered, been ordered and uh, that should be here next week. Love it. So that's exciting. I'll take one. All right. I'll send you one. Fantastic. Stick it somewhere cool. I, I will try. Yeah. So uh, in my world, for those, of, for those of you who are watching on the live stream, I, uh, I found a lovely gilded frame uh-huh. for, uh, for Velvet Elvis back here. Yes. Uh, it doesn't quite fit and it was uh, on clearance and it, 
is the exact perfect solution yeah. for a velvet elf. It shouldn't quite fit. It shouldn't quite fit. Yeah. It should be fairly not right. Yeah. And it is. Yeah. And it's that that's what makes it perfect. It is, yeah. Um last or the night before we were upstairs watching TV and then I heard this big calamity, some you know, big crash, and we couldn't figure out where where it was. And I came down here and it was that the uh the frame had fallen over and knocked uh-huh. everything off of my bar gotcha. on the ground, including you can't see it, but the uh the Lego Stratocaster was in pieces. Oh no. Which I gotta say, for Elvis, it's pretty rock and roll. Like it came down, he had like trashed the bar and smashed the guitar. That is that is uh yeah, that I like it's it. very punk rock of him. It is, it is uncharacteristically. So that was that was kind of a fun thing. I think um, just he's he was just short, he needed a nana sandwich and then he'd have been fine. But it's true. he got hangry and trashed the place. We do things like that sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. In my world, uh, yeah. doing prep for this flight date that's coming up next Thursday. Speaking of which, uh, the episode for next week has already been recorded and we will be playing uh, that back. Uh, and that's going to be one that features our good friend Mike Schulte talking about sponsorships. And um, we kind of get into endorsements, a, a lot of topics. It was a fantastic conversation. Yeah. And, um, It's just interesting the way that things work, because in the process of talking through that and kind of doing the things that we that we do, I I got a very interesting DM uh, on my Instagram account uh, that directly correlates with the kind of stuff that we were talking about. Did you? And I cannot divulge exactly what it pertains to just yet, but... Uh, I am super excited, and I'm not a person who gets excited about things, but this is something that I'm I'm pretty stoked on. So, um, not to be super cryptic, but you know, just be on the lookout for uh, some fun stuff coming up on uh, mostly on social media and the YouTube channel, primarily. Um, I'm sure we'll, let's I'm see. sure we'll talk about it here when the. Oh yeah, yeah, it'll definitely right. be something uh, worth covering. Uh, got my uh, got my tailor back from the uh, shop. And for anybody who follows me on social media, I've been posting every time I step into the store, it's Righteous Guitars, which is uh, uh, in in my neck of the woods, is this insane uh, high-end boutique guitar store. Uh, and boutique is kind of like an interesting way to put it because this place is l- practically a warehouse mm. of super high-end guitars. And um, they do really good setup work. And I dropped my tailor off to get it set up and got it back. And it was great until I went to go and do uh, a live uh, stream, which I did last night and found out that it was set up in the wrong tuning. So I had to go back <laughs> and uh, have them sort it. And I'd normally be bent out of shape about that, but that meant that I got to go into their store again and look at all the things, which I don't particularly hate oh, doing. No. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I've got to got to look at all these cool guitars again um and the last time i was in there and had some time to mess around i found like three or four guitars that like you know sometimes you like you find a guitar online you're like ooh, i wonder what that's like but like you don't have any way of like verifying if it like melds with you or not uh so i i did something about that Mm. and i found two or three guitars that i have been eyeballing for a while and played them and i love them all (laughs) so that's something i'm trying to work through right now yeah uh the good news is that all of them are pink. Sweet. So uh, I don't know when any of that is going to come to fruition, but 
Uh, I now have some actionable items that I need to uh, to tend to in the potential future. Let me, uh, let me tell you this. Speaking, business, speaking, speaking of guitar colors. Yeah. Um, do you, it. you know I'm a sucker for a sparkly guitar. Yep. I like we a, all I, have our weaknesses. I, listen, I like a metal flake guitar of some sort. I played a gold top LP. It was an Agile, but an LP knockoff. And, um, and I'm current play, currently playing a red metallic Strat knockoff that I bought for $80 in a pawn shop in Salt Lake City when I was 14. Um, and had turboed by my local guy just in the last year. And it sounds amazing. Um, uh, so having seen it in the videos under the lights with the fog, the smoke machine and the lights and the guitar, I, I will never play a guitar. That's not shiny. I ever, ever, it looked amazing. It looks so amazing in those videos. Absolutely amazing. I look like a drab, you know, some kind of, I gotta like get a gold lame shirt or something. Cause my guitar is out shining don't do that. desperately. Well, I got to do something. Do I got to do something. Yes. Do something. Don't do that. Not that. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> one of those mirror outfits from the street performers. I don't know. Something. Nope. I got to get, Absolutely I, I got to get, I got to get sparkly in some way. Hair. Think of something spark, hair, other than that. Some kind of sparkly. I'm sure my eight-year-old little girl can find me something with glitter in it. Uh, but the guitar looks fantastic. Yes. So um, I do want to throw one thing out for the guitar players out there. Uh, it, I, I did pick up a guitar while I was there and I uh, it feels like one of those like best kept secrets, but I'm going to I'm going to let that secret out. Mm. If you are in the market for a Strat or an S style guitar, yeah. you need to be looking at the Schecter Nick Johnston signature Strats. They are outrageous. They, um, to me, they feel like a music man cutlass, which if you, if you're not a music man fan, they just have a specific kind of feel to them. Uh, it's a, it's got a, it's got a baked maple neck. So you've got, Mm. you know, that, that has a very specific kind of feel to it. Stainless steel frets, locking tuners. Um, but it just, it plays like a guitar that costs two, three times as much. Hmm. I mean, it's less than a thousand dollars. Like it's less than $900 wow. really. Cool. And they're, uh, they're gorgeous and they play great. And, um, they're like, I feel like now, right. This second, like there's always kind of like the, we're going to be the brand that is the knockoff of this particular thing. I feel like maybe five or six years ago, that was like, we're all going to be Gretsch knockoffs. Yeah. And so you had like companies like Duesenberg and like all these companies that are making kind of Gretsch ish instruments. Well, now the cool thing to do is to make sewer knockoffs and that's what all of these look like the the headstock is kind of sewer-esque and like there's multiple companies that are making like a version of this Mm. style of instrument but uh man that that is a it was a phenomenal guitar and i was blown away um as far as like feature set and just fit and finish for uh a guitar in that price point so check those out if you uh if you see one out in the world, you should definitely does it, try it out. Does it come in anything sparkly? No, but uh, it's got. They've got it in. They've got a, a white, kind of like an Olympic white. They've uh-huh. got a like a seafoam green. They've got like a like a blue, like a baby blue kind of vintage kind of Fender blue, and they've got it in. Well, they've got it in pink. Sure, pink, and a couple of other colors. But all of those kind of again traditional, classic S style yeah. colors yeah and they're great so check them out cool uh let's see other stuff uh prepping for uh working on looping i've been looping yeah just looping my, looping my face yeah. off yeah 
And uh, I feel like I'm kind of getting the hang of it. I'm so, not necessarily like reinventing the wheel or like going real hard in the paint as far as like technicality goes. But I feel like I've got like a working solution that seems to be pretty good. Um, right. Based on the the parameters of the gig, basically, uh, so I got like a contract that kind of walks through the whole process. I don't have to like bring an instrument. I just literally just roll in. Uh, but I am going to bring my uh, HX Stomp floorboard uh, to run certain sounds. And I've built a patch on the Stomp that is kind of like my looper kind of nerve center so it's got you know like a, co- a compressor and a uh and an impulse response to kind of zhuzh uh my acoustic sound yep. and then i've got an octaver so that i can lay down bass lines sure. and then kind of like shimmery stuff to kind of use for uh layering and uh for practice purposes i'm using the uh my voice live as the the looping engine uh, because that's going to roughly be what I'll use uh, in that scenario, which is there. I think there's going to be a, like a Boss RC 300 or 500, uh, which will I'll be using for that purpose. Will you get? But, will you get your hands on that prior to the show? I mean, unfortunately, not um, because nobody I know has that specific model, yeah. and uh, buying one to return is like a five to six hundred dollar prospect and yeah just don't necessarily want to do that um and why why would you not fly with the voice life well i'm i'm going to but it's already going to be there and the thing that the rc 500 can do that the voice life can't is that it's multi uh multi-channel oh so i could theoretically lay down like a percussion track and just leave it and then play multiple things on top of that Okay, but I mean, on your kind of on cool. your feet, with a new tool, are you are you gonna do that? I wouldn't. I don't know. It's I'll have roughly like an hour and a half, two hours before I have to start doing the thing I'm doing. Okay. To sound check and kind of like, all right, more or less get my feet on. Fine, under that's me. good. Okay. So I'm, a, I'll give it a fair shake. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the intent is. You know, I've got roughly, I think, two hours to fill. Mm-hmm. It's just just come up with eight to 12 ideas and then kind of explore those ideas for eight to 10 minutes each. And that's my evening. Yeah. So go in there with a game plan, not necessarily just do like a... I'm going to be... I'm going to try to be a bit more intentional around uh, building the the kind of the flow of the evening uh, ahead of time and not just kind of like let it be, you know, seat of my pants kind of deal. Uh, because I know for a fact that the, so the, the, let me just kind of lay this out. So I fly in on Thursday in the morning, get checked into the hotel, whatever, uh, sound check around four ish. Uh, and the first night I'm supposed to be doing just instrumental looping kind of like a musical wallpaper deal. Mm-hmm. Um, for like the welcoming reception or whatever next day, same time, but it's more of like a dinner set. So we were talking about the kind of jazzy low key singing potentially, but not like draw attention. Now the third night I was under, initially it was supposed to be like a full band thing. We're like, I was just going to roll in with a bunch of musicians. We're going to figure out what we know and do that this case. And for the, the other day, I'm actually doing it with two dueling piano players and a drummer huh. 
And as far as I know, it's like a deal where like we kind of trade songs throughout the evening. I'm not, I've not been in contact with anybody. I don't have any sort of game plan for that evening. That is very much a, I guess we'll see what we know kind of thing. Yeah. My intent is to kind of like have some Yacht Rock stuff kind of prepped. Mm -hmm. Whether uh, I can, whether they want me to play it or just sing it because I mean, I, I have, you know, tons of that stuff already worked through vocally. So, uh, that's kind of what I'm planning on doing, but you know, we'll, I'm, it it is going to be kind of a wait and see kind of scenario. Sure. And, and, um, you know, it's one of those things where it's fun to be on the tightrope like that, you know, with assuming the other performers kind of know what they're about and can, are okay being on the tightrope with you. You could have a great time. You have a great time doing that. I could, I could have a great time. You could. We'll just have to see. It could go, it could go a lot of ways. One of which is you could have a great time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And you know, this is this being the first one, and the fact that I've already got another one that's like on the books. I I want to make sure that I go in and and do a good job, mm-hmm. and um, you know, make the people who stuck their neck out for me happy. So uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to do that. And I, I've easily played more guitar in the past week and a half, two weeks uh, than I have in a long, long time. And, I, ironically, uh, I don't see that slowing down. Anytime. Ironically, you just made a TikTok that said I don't practice. So. That's, that's true. You kind of cursed yourself. But that's not true. That is not true anymore. Right. Um, and if you uh, if you don't follow uh, or sub to the uh, the YouTube channel, I did post uh, a little proof of concept I did with uh, with a song, and uh, then last night uh, I did a live stream where I worked through a couple of them that I had done already. So uh, it, it's it's been fun. It's a it, a totally different skill set, uh, a new uh, bunch of skills that. Uh, I'm not saying I, I'm, I've mastered, but I, I, I've got enough to, I think, to, to make, the, make the gig work. And then in, in the process of learning how to do that kind of thing, I actually uh, compiled a list of two chord songs. And I was like, well, that's kind of an interesting uh, topic. So I, I made a video of the top five two chord songs uh, out there. So uh, that is going out on the YouTube channel tomorrow. And uh, if it goes well, then maybe I'll do a, uh, a three chord list oh that's a that's a big list yeah but it's again you have to curate what you consider to be sure and and it wasn't just two chord songs it was two chord songs that you could build an easy loop around right yeah two chord songs where like there there are if the other restriction is three chord songs that have a consistent chord scheme throughout right that's that's a that's a still large but smaller list right so I, I don't think it's any mystery. Dreams is is the one. Of course it is. Is the of course it is. It's I, literally. Now, I mean, on Slack, I did suggest uh, "Horse with No Name," uh, which I, I don't know. I like that one. Yeah, it it just you know it, the when you're making those kinds of videos, you're trying to look at it from like a an objective standpoint. It's like, well, who is going to watch this kind of thing? And you're looking at like a two chord song. Well, all right, well, let's talk about like beginners, right? Uh, and so you do want to kind of look through things that are like kind of in the zeitgeist kind of, uh, oh, Coral. Well, and, um, and I also like the way that you laid out the chords, the, the second chord in that is kind of, kind of a weird one. So yeah. that's a thing. Yeah. So yeah, I, 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 there's not a single minor chord in, in <laughs> any of the ones that I picked. That's right. It's, it's, it's just, uh, open, open chords or bar chords and that's it. Right. So easy peasy. Yeah. 
So I think that's all the all the housekeeping. Yeah. Uh, I will say that over the next six weeks, all three of my major projects will be playing shows. Um, most of them with different lineups. Interesting. And so that's kind of an interesting prospect. Um, you know, initially, uh, at the beginning of the year, the intent was to, uh, set some things in motion so that the process is a bit more automated. That has not quite happened. I've Mm. definitely got my fingers in most things, but, um, you know, the big push for this thing that's happening where I'm flying to Florida is that, uh, members only is playing a corporate event that same weekend without me yeah and uh just trying to uh wrap my head around the comfort level of that kind of thing uh is amber on that one i can't remember do what is amber on that one amber is on that one so i'm the only like main player who's not going to be there yeah which makes you feel better because like again it's it, it is mostly a squad and the guy that is uh coming down to do the gig is no slouch so yeah i'm not too worried about it not going well so cool um but this is the first time that has ever happened this is the first time i've ever not played a show with my own band yeah in the eight years that members only has been a thing that's never happened yeah. before so yeah. it's exciting it is uh it's a little nerve-wracking but i know that it's the way that this whole thing grows so for sure uh i'm eager to get on the other side of it for Let's sure just, put it that way. Yeah. That was a, I mean, it was a hard lesson that I learned in, in my career that, you know, my need to manage everything was, um, going to inevitably keep everything small. Yeah. Right. And, and, and being willing to take my hands off it and let it grow and let other people take it. And, you know, not without my guidance or input or, you know, still feeling like it's mine, whatever. Yeah. Um, or not, maybe not. You know, that's okay too. Uh, but if I'm committed to it growing, then I can't, I can't keep it Dan scale. It's got to, it's got to get out beyond me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is that like you, for, for somebody like me, it's like, well, is this just like one of three to four vanity projects where I just get to like do the thing I want to do? Yeah. Or are these like legitimate (laughs) branded entities in the marketplace that survive outside of my purview? Yeah. And uh, I don't have the answer to that right now. Well, listen, you can you could imagine a future where there is a band manager and maybe a music director for each of these projects. It's full-time mm-hmm. gigs for, for one person maybe and employs players, you know, a, a roster of players that can maybe field a, a few different events in a night under a particular imprint, yeah. you know? Um, I mean, at some point you got a business. It's at some point. Yeah. We'll have to see. Right. But yeah, it's, um, this is the, this is where the rubber meets the road as, yeah. uh, as the old saying goes. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm optimistic. I think, you know, this is, this is the kind of stuff that's kind of stretching me as a person, business. For sure. Leader, whatever. hundred percent. So, um, I know it needs to happen and it's going to happen and it'll all work out. Because it, it tends to. Yep. Yep. It does. How it goes is and, how it was supposed to go. Yep. So uh, I do want to say I, uh, I I learned a new song. Mm. And it's one of those songs that like, uh, do you ever have those songs where you're like, I'm not sure if I can do this. Mm-hmm. Or I'm not sure if this is going to work. Totally. And then you actually 
go through the trouble of looking it up and realize, oh, this actually does work and it is doable. So many times. What would you say is the last example you have of a song like that? Oh, I can't think of a real recent one, but I certainly remember having that with, um, um, I had this vision early on in my band life of, of doing, um, 1999 Prince. Yep. And for some reason I thought like, oh, there's no way I could do, put that on guitar. Like, how would you even, how would you even do that? Mm -hmm. I've done that song on guitar now for six, eight years. And it's not, you know, it's an, it's an adaptation, but it was one of my first examples of like, oh, I need to learn to adapt that. I remember in college listening to, um, Thick as a Brick, Jethro Tull. Mm -hmm. Right. And thinking, oh my God, if I could play like that, that'd be incredible. And then I, uh, picked up my guitar and kind of picked it out. And before long I was playing it like yep. in one night, I kind of had the first 10 bars of it and then more the next night. And before long I could play, you know, that song is a 45 minute long opus and, um, I can get, <laughs> I can get like eight minutes into it at this point. Um, well, that's great. Yeah, no, it's, it, which is like two or three songs. And, um, uh, but yeah, for sure that like that, that listening to something be like, oh God, there's just no way. And then the minute you try it, it's like, uh, oh, yeah, there's actually a way. I see. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, the song in question uh, is "Virtual Insanity" by Jamiroquai. Oh, I was, I was, oh my God! All right, I was just thinking about this. I was just thinking about how much I'd love to play that song and how brutal it is to do. I've got the chart in front of me. Actually, it's on my desktop right now. I've been thinking about. That's so funny. I've been thinking about exactly Play, that song. playing wise. It's actually not that bad. I was expecting the chords to be like way more complex than they well, were. They're pretty jazzy. Eh, I mean, they're they're all there's sevens and some inversions, but it's not wild. Am I gonna have to like pull my guitar out, like show show you right now? I mean, like, I got I got some suspensions and some major nines and some elevens and stuff in the chart that I'm looking at. I I got the like the official one from Ultimate Guitar. Now I, I I play a half step down, so a lot of stuff that might have been like an E flat is like you know, in normal tuning. Uh, yeah, that's not what I'm worried about so much. I I um, yeah, you're gonna have to get it down. Let's hear it. So it's uh, I think it's like this what, might be a podcast seven? first to actually play a guitar on the podcast. yeah we have I don't think we've ever no, I think like, we've ever, ever done it. No, that's not true. We've done it. Have we? Yeah. All right. It's got all it's, the, there. it's got all the movement in it. That's for sure. I I will say I'll apologize to our listeners. The, there's a I have a noise gate on Adam's channel. That's anyway. All right. I I like your chart better than mine. Then I'll uh I'll I'll put it in Slack channel right. without the uh without the noise gate in it. Yeah. Please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh. Yes. Great tune. I'd love to do it. That the other one, it's just vocally. You got to be able to. I mean, it's it's There's up there. A lot happening in it vocally, and uh, plus the dance. You have to have a room that moves around, and so you got to have a move, a room tough. that moves. Yeah, the hat. Absolutely, the hat's a problem. Have to. Yep. Anyway, yeah. A lot of moving parts. That's one of those. That's one of those songs that um, the video for me is inextricable from it. Like it's it was 100%. such an iconic video. Like you, there's it's like Thriller. Like you just can't separate it. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, I mean. It, for like there's certain parts of the song that really like just like crush for me like the um like the improv kind of like 
kind of noodly section uh-huh. uh, right before it goes into that bridge yep. vocally is yep. so much fun. Yep. Uh, man, yep. such a such a cool song and like, you know, for for Americans, people are like, oh, that song's cool, but like Jamiroquai is a worldwide phenomenon, sure. and Virtual Insanity is like literally like a footnote in their canon, right? And uh, yeah, they're huge everywhere else, yeah, except here. Well, we, but uh, that song's huge. Virtual Insanity was so huge. Good. Yeah. Ah, so good. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah. yeah. Listen, speaking of uh, material. Yeah. Um, I did a thing as as uh, our listeners may know. You and I both are fans of Band Helper, mm-hmm. which, if you're un- un- unaware, is an app that runs on any platform you can imagine that manages material uh, things, 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 set lists, repertoire, um, communication with band members. Uh, schedules, gigs, uh, all kinds of stuff. Um, recipes, recipes. It will. You can log your practice time in it. You can it, um, the iPad version. You can you can draw a stage layout, a stage plot. Um, I started using it as a checklist as I was getting ready to get get the whole band together, all the stuff and everything for our first gig. Like it was, my brain was full, and I made a checklist in Band Helper and checked it off as I loaded up my car. It was great. Um, they have this thing called smart smart lists. It's like a set list, but instead of picking songs, you give it filters and it assembles yeah. that list of things. And so I thought, you know, I got a lot of songs in here. I got 500 ish songs that I put in there over the years. And um, I don't know what they all are, but I've been rigorous as I put it in, put songs in about um, really populating them as fully as I can. Key, tempo, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, because I knew I'd want it later. And so... Having all that data, I then went into the smart list uh, this week and I said, give me a smart list that is all the songs with C as the key and A minor as the key. Uh, yeah, all the white keys. All the white keys, the relative major and minor in C. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of songs came out and I started noodling with them together and I was like, yeah, actually I could go back and forth in a medley between the ma- relative major and minor. Uh, and so I was like, yeah, well, let's just do G and E minor. How about that? And I actually made smart lists that capture each pair of relative major, major and minor minors. keys. Nice. And, um, and so I've, I've just, a, a, a dance medley popped out of that, which goes, um, shut up and dance with me. Uh, party rock anthem, party in the USA, cake by the ocean. Okay. Going back and forth between G major and E minor and uh, yeah. all roughly the same tempo, different feels like you got to be able to change the groove as you go into the next song. But that's cool. It's a right. good moment. Um, those of you who are, have music databases like that, doesn't have to be band helper, but boy, um, I'd always wanted to do that and meant to do that. And I just found myself trying it over the weekend and uh, some really cool stuff shook out when I did that. So very cool. Uh, I would recommend well, and you can do a lot of really interesting things. Um, you know, you can color code songs mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. whatever, however way you want to do it. There yep. was a period of time where we were doing uh, like blue songs and pink songs and purple songs based on who was singing them. Right. Which and then, is and then another. You can, you can look at the set list and see kind of who's heavy in a certain area and who's light. And if you, you mix it up if you want to. And yeah, visually, it's really easy to have those things pop out at you. Well, and like you said, there's, you have all the, you you have the ability to filter all of this stuff. So you can, you can use that kind of, uh, that kind of input to your advantage to, you know, figure out the kind of stuff that you're trying to figure out. Yep. 
Yep. Well, this has been a very interesting conversation. This is like the we're fixing to do a bunch of things kind of conversation. <laughs> it is. There's stuff going to be happening. Yeah. We, you know, we've had episodes where uh, we got nothing going on and we talk about the nothing. And then there's stuff where we've got tons of stuff going on. We talk about the something. Well, this is like the episode where we, it's like a little mix of both. We're kind of talking about what we're finna do. My, yeah, Mike could do. Yeah. But it's good. We, we both just went Southern in different directions there. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's fair. We're, we're, we come from different states, so we get about these things a we're different way. Southern in different directions. It's true. Well, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's good to hear, uh, all of the, man, we been a lot of conversations going on back and forth in the, uh, in the Slack channel, uh, all kinds of stuff, new, uh, you know, new bands, uh, old projects kind of resurfacing, yeah. uh, new kinds of gigs that people are tackling, uh, promotional stuff. I finally broke down and, and, and bought a retractable banner with the QR code for, uh, for members only. Very good. And a couple of folks had done that, and we were talking about merch and all kinds of stuff. But another thing that happened that I was very excited about is that uh, somebody who's been a member of the Patreon for uh, about a month or so um, went all in, mm. and they signed up for the highest tier Cha-ching. of our Patreon. Boom. And so I, I just want to, I uh, I want to call out Creston Heltzel from Alt ninety five. Um, not just because he did it, but because it's one of the perks for being on uh, the highest tier on Patreon. You get your name checked in every single uh, thingamajig. Yeah. Um, and it also uh, means that we are going to be doing a uh, coaching session uh, with him and his band in the next couple of weeks. And uh, that is a perk for being at that level. Uh, and I'll tell you this, on top of the other stuff that you get out of that, it's a pretty solid deal because um, we do offer coaching if that's something you want a la carte but it's not that price nope and if you want dan and i to do it it's uh cost twice as much as it would be if one of us did it yep so uh big ups to crescent for uh stepping up man yeah and uh he said something very considerate he's like man you know you guys have provided such a huge value for me and my group already uh that uh this seemed like a uh, like a no-brainer so love that uh, can't wait to have that conversation uh, with them and uh, kind of help them get some stuff put in place. Um, but in order to do that, they've got some stuff they need to take care of and uh, we're going to respect that. And then uh, that will come out at some point. Excellent. And then talking about stuff we're finna do, you know, we've <laughs> talked about potentially doing an interview with, uh, with the new lead singer of Smash Mouth and uh, the, maybe the new singer from Skid Row. Huh? Maybe. How about that? I'm talking with, I've, I've been in touch with my buddy, Rob, um, and it's not completely out of the realm of possibility. I don't know if any of you guys have seen any of the videos of Skid Row with this new guy, but like, holy hell, mm. uh, he is an absolute monster. If you liked Skid Row at any point, uh, you should check out their set from either M3 or Rock on the Range uh, that have been out the past couple of weeks, because... Uh, this new kid that they got from Sweden is an absolute monster and they are like, they're probably going to hit, they're, they're about to have their uh, journey Arnell Pineda moment, I mm. think. Cool. Personally. So but that's all I got. Me too. And we, you know, we hit a bunch of points and we filled out a full conversation. Uh, we used to call this, we used to say there was no, yeah. there wasn't a lot of meat on the bones, but there were a lot of meatballs. It's true. This is another so one of the meatballs. This is a meatball episode. 
And, uh, you know, you've got another Musician Monday post coming out on uh, the first of next week. And uh, those have been kind of fun putting together um, just some back backlog stuff. And, uh, you know, I was listening to Mike Schulte's uh, podcast, Confused Breakfast. And at the end of every episode, they do, um, they go, hey, a year ago, we did a review on this thing. And so I need to start going through and seeing mm. what were we talking about a year ago? Oh, is, we don't want to do that. Yeah, we yeah, got to get no, we got to get, 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 get a year under us. 6 to 12 months For out sure. where that feels yeah. uh Yeah. <laughs> it's like let's see, a year ago we were talking about uh right. mental health and That's getting right. counseling. That's right. it, was, it was distraction cast number N. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll get there at some point. That's right. That's right. But in the me- yeah, in the midst of that we'll do we'll do the musician <laughs> Monday post as a uh, as a yeah, workaround. Sounds good. Well, folks, uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, thank you for everybody who uh, hopped on on Twitch. Had a had a small uh, group of people, we you know, who that. just literally we we didn't advertise it, we didn't promote it. Uh, that just hopped on and and are still listening. So Sweet. thanks to everybody uh, out there on Twitch uh, checking us out. Uh, for the rest of you, literally couldn't do this without you. Um, we did it without you. It was not fun. <laughs> so we, we really enjoy it's the better, fact that you're It's here. better this way. For sure. So if you want to support us, you can do a number of things. Uh, the easiest thing to do would be to go into the podcast platform of your choice. Give us a five-star review, write a review if you can. Take a picture of it and send it to me so I can show my mom. Otherwise, you can do any of the stuff that Adam from the Van Band is about to share with you. And with that said, I will go ahead and call it for this week. From Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. From Greensboro, North Carolina, Dan Ray. You've been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast for the week of, ooh, Friday the 13th? Yeah, it is. May, Friday the 13th, yeah, 2022. Yeah, yeah. Don't have relations. What? It, well, well, it's Friday the 13th. If you, you know, if you, uh, if you lose your, your V card, you, oh. you're going to get stabbed to death. Oh, oh. This is exactly how I wanted to end this episode. I'm so glad. Here we go. Don't Here lose go. your V card. Thumbs up emoji. And that's how you rock more and suck less. Hey, listener, this is Adam Moskowitz of the Van Band out of South Florida. Yes, another Adam. Adams are taking over the cover band scene. Get used to it. Sorry, Dan. On behalf of Cover Band Confidential, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Now, I know you want to support this cast, so this is how you do it. You subscribe, you leave a five-star review, you share this episode with your musician friends, and you throw a screenshot on your story. And you go ahead and you follow the podcast on all their socials. You got Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all of them. These gentlemen, Adam Johnson of Members Only and Dan Ray of the Clinky Lincolns, have graciously given us vast amounts of great content. So as a thank you, go ahead and send them some green energy on their Patreon page. For real, send them some digital coins. And when you do that, you'll get access to the Slack back channel, which is just musicians and band leaders chatting about the craft of being in a performing cover band. The wins! The losses. The behind the scenes goodness. If you play at least once a month for money, all I'm saying is break off a few bucks for your favorite podcast that you always listen to. 
Any questions, comments, hit up the Facebook group, send a text or voicemail to their hotline. That's 404-491-0910. You can also email coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. If you'd like, you can find my band on Instagram, Facebook, at VAMBAND. That's V-A-M band. Do it. Seriously, I want to see that CBC bump. Or you can find everything you need at VAMBAND.com. We started in 2019. We play funk, pop, soul, R&B, Motown in Southeast Florida. I play guitar and bag of vocals at Adam Moskowitz Music on IG. Also follow the CBC host on IG. That's at Adam Patrick Johnson and at Dan Ray Musician. Or visit CoverBandConfidential.com for all the goods. I'm going to go ahead and call it for Adam Moskowitz in Boca Raton, Florida. That was your outro bumper on Cover Band Confidential. Always be performing! Mm.